Hi, and welcome to Finding Your Way Through Therapy. I am your host, Steve Bissell. I'm an author and mental health counselor. Are you curious about therapy? Do you feel there is a lot of mystery about therapy? Do you wonder what your therapist is doing and why? The goal of this podcast is to make therapy and psychology accessible to all by using real language and straight-to-the-point discussions. This podcast wants to remind you to take care of your mental health, just like you would your physical health. Therapy should not be intimidating. It should be a great way to better health. I will demystify what happens in counseling, discuss topics related to mental health, and discussions you can have with your therapist. I also want to introduce psychology in everyday life, as I feel most of our lives are enmeshed in psychology. I want to introduce the subtle and not-so-subtle ways psychology plays a factor in our lives. It will be my own mix of thoughts as well as special guests. So join me on this discovery of therapy and psychology. Hi, and welcome to episode 16 of Finding Your Way Through Therapy. I am Steve Biso. If you haven't listened to episode 15 yet, I urge you to do so. It was a great conversation with Jay and a little bit about mental health and the police department and things that are related to that. So I hope you took time to listen to it. If not, just go back and listen to it. It's really worth it. This week, I want to talk about people-pleasing. People-pleasing is a term that is thrown around a lot and typically... I feel is misconstrued because I think that most people say people pleasing. If you think is wrong, that means you please no one, which is also untrue. So let's define it. I've got two definitions for you. So the first definition for people pleasing is an emotional need to please others. And that's a simple one. I, I don't know if it's very encompassing, but I really like this one that I read once and it's called editing or altering words or behaviors for the sake of others. So basically changing who you are in order to please others. So people-pleasing can be very detrimental to you because it really is about putting other people's needs first. And the negative impact is well-known, but let's talk a little bit about the negative impact. So the first negative impact we can talk about is that we don't get to express our true selves. Basically, we are afraid to say who we are because we're afraid of rejection. We're afraid of being accepted or not. And I think that that's part of what people-pleasing is, one of the leading causes of people-pleasing is. The other one is we do things we are uncomfortable in order to please others. That's another one that really resonates for a whole lot of people. So basically what you are doing is to make sure that the other person is not uncomfortable despite you being uncomfortable, which that's a really negative impact and it plays against you. There's so many things that we have done in the past. Sometimes we got to do it for work and we get it, but some people also kind of do it just because they feel like they have to do that in order to make everyone else unco- not uncomfortable, but very comfortable except for them. So those are the negative impacts. There's obviously others, but those are the ones that I really wanted to put on the table here. How about the positive impact? Because, you know, one of the things that people forget is that positive impacts can occur even in bad things. So let's look at people pleasing positive impact. We feel important or needed. So that's why it's so reinforcing. And that's, you know, what the problem, where the problem lies, right? If you please others and they make you feel important, needed, or, you know, they feel like you're going to join with them, it helps relieve a lot of the depression or anxiety that you may have, or even some trauma, because sometimes trauma has to do with feeling rejected with others and needing to be liked. So I think that sometimes when you have trauma, you become a big people pleaser because you don't want to provoke people into negative behaviors that caused you trauma. And I can go on and on about how trauma is not post-traumatic stress disorder, but that's for another episode. And I think that the positive impact that kind of is 
a double-edged sword is that we do things that make us feel uncomfortable. I know I said that for the negative, but let's think about it for a second. Sometimes it's hard to get out of our comfort zone. They call it a comfort zone for a reason, right? But I think that if you are able to get out of your comfort zone, sometimes you accomplish and do things that you would have never done before. So sometimes that people-pleasing can be reinforcing in that way and makes you feel alive, makes you feel better, even if it is temporarily. So I think that that's where we need to start thinking about it. When we think about where it comes from, we talked a little bit of depression. We talked about the anxiety. We talked about trauma. Let's talk about origins. Origins would be perhaps the family. So if in your family, for example, you weren't allowed to express a negative thought or disagreeing with someone, particularly parents, which is very common for a whole lot of people pleasers, then you learn that if you please others, then you don't have to deal with the negative consequences of not pleasing others. And that's very important when you're a child and you don't have any power and your parents have all the power over you. So you learn to people please because of that. Friends, I think that when we go to school, and that can start as early as five or six, if we want to make friends, we got to please them a little bit. But at what point do we stop? If that's something you learn in your family, for example, to people please, then you're going to do it with your friends and you're going to do it at school. And sometimes that leads to trouble and it also leads to sometimes low self-esteem and problems with behavior at school. Speaking of school, that's part of what I really think that you need to think about. It's not only kindergartners, I think college students do that. I mean, if if you've ever been to college, how many people want you to go out that night when you want to study or if you want to just take it easy or someone wants you to try something new, whether it is substances or some risky behavior that you're not necessarily willing to do, but because you're a people pleaser, you feel you don't have the right to say no. So therefore you kind of go with that. So that's part of what happens. And then the one that also comes up very often is former lovers. If you've had an abusive lover, hence the trauma that we talked about before, if you say no, then it creates, you know, gaslighting and causes a lot of issues and arguing with the family, with the former lover or the current lover, I should say. And then with that in mind, we tend to want to please so that we don't have to fight. We don't have to have consequences from saying no or not pleasing your partner. So I see that a lot, particularly in the middle age bracket of the clientele that I see. And I think that it it is normal because we've had a few relationships by that point and we're starting to recognize our own behaviors and why we do them. So how do we change that? Well, that's in my extra. No, I'm kidding. So how do we change? The first thing is that we can't just go off on people. And what I mean by that is this. I think that we have a tendency to think of all or nothing ways. And so if we are people pleasers, we're like, that's it, I'm done. And then you start being oppositional to anything a person says to you, whether it is a person that's caused you to people please or not. And that's not a good way to deal with it, but it's learning to not go into all or nothing thinking. I want to people please, but you got to be critical of what you're doing and critical of what you feel comfortable doing. So for an example, you may have a friend that pushes you to do things you're very uncomfortable with. It's not turned out really good for you for a long time. Now, suddenly they ask you to do something again, setting a quick boundary, setting a time saying, no, I don't want to do that right now even if it creates some resistance on the other side. And it's just saying no to a small thing. It doesn't have to be big. And I think that by learning to say no for small things, you'll get better at saying no to bigger things. And that is very important to learn. I think that defining who we are is very important. You may not be someone who wants to skydive and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. The fact that 
let's say everyone in your neighborhood plus their daughters and sons all want to boat dive uh, skydiving and you're like no i don't want to do that be okay with saying no and that's again i feel is a small no and you don't need to follow everyone as my mother used to say if everyone jumps off a bridge will you follow them so learning to set your boundaries and be okay with that and reorganize your needs maybe your needs are coming from other people and you're not looking at your own needs you're always looking at what people need from you so learning to reorganize your needs will help you address some of these people-pleasing behaviors and certainly move you forward. Finally, I want to talk about selfishness in this. So some people will say, well, you know, it's my mom. She needs my help or my dad needs help, my aunt or my sister, my brother, what have you. And it's hard to say no. Well, be selfish. And I think that what happens is when people hear the word selfish, and I'm sure some of you heard the word selfish in this podcast and went, yeesh. And ultimately, being selfish is actually a very giving thing because you need to be selfish in order to be better at serving not only yourself, but others eventually. And I think that when we think about the continuum, we got to be able to be selfless at times and being selfish at others. So when you're people-pleasing, you tend to be selfless, but is it really good selfless? And if you say no and you feel like you're being selfish, is it really bad selfish? So food for thought, but I really feel that learning to say no and being selfish on what your needs are and what you are trying to accomplish is very important here. Next podcast episode is number 17, and it will be a conversation with Maureen Mann. Maureen Mann is a holistic healer of trauma, and I've known Maureen for a few years And we are going to have a great conversation in regards to that. I'm looking forward to talking a little bit about spirituality, particularly how she defines it. And hopefully you can get a gem or two from that interview, which I am very much looking forward to. So I will see you on the other side of this episode. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite platform. Reviews are always, always important. And I look forward to hearing some of your reviews. Please do so. And this helps the show. This, If you're enjoying the show, please help my show and do reviews on your favorite platforms that you are using. 